live and learn. Welcome to season two of our weekly conversations about living, learning, teaching, and intercultural communication. We discuss cultural awareness and diversity, education and mentality, and we never really know where our talk will bring us in each episode. So, we just follow our curiosity and invite you to join us. I am in the flow every single moment. Routines, otherwise, is something that becomes essential. So that's again about teacher self-care very much, to a very big extent, and uh, we cannot uh, overestimate, really, how important teacher self-care is. In this very way, it uh, refers to not only teachers, not only learners, not only, I don't know, this would refer to anyone who is caring about how they feel during the day and who is responsible for the performance. Don't forget, you don't only learn, you live and learn. So take care of how you live, take care of how you learn. Hello! Happy New Week again! Happy New Tuesday, I would even say. As you know, our podcast is available. Every new episode is available on Tuesday. And so, New Tuesday, New Week. What have you learned this week? This week has been so far just so similar to the previous one. Dark, gray, a little bit cold, windy, rainy making me want to go undercover and say, knock, knock, who's there? Nobody. <laughs> How's your week been? When I wake up every morning, it's still dark. But anyway, I start my day with um, my first cup of coffee and uh, then I go jogging. And uh, yeah, so when, uh, when I wake up, it uh, feels a bit... Uh, depressive and sad but after the first cup of coffee for me life gets better then uh, I go jogging and uh, the morning starts the day starts and then I'm ready to go on with the lessons with lesson preparation with meeting people and uh, all that stuff so having this good uh, hopefully meeting people (laughs) Choosing which color mask to wear today? I've got three that uh, I bought uh, in Italy when I was on holiday there. They are handmade. Uh, I bought them from uh, a wonderful Neapolitan lady who started making the masks in the beginning of uh, the first lockdown in Italy. Her main aim, uh, by the way, was to offer masks for kids because they were the ones who were most stressed with having to wear something on their face. It was so uncomfortable. And uh, she started this line of uh, masks uh, for kids first, and then uh, individual ones for adults, which all look beautiful. And I was so happy to buy three different masks from her. So first of all, it uh, adds to the nostalgic feeling about going to Italy and then I keep this 
piece of sunshine with me every day. And so beautiful when we have those little things that remind me of warm social contact, warm social reminiscence, memories, souvenirs. No, this emotional connection always helps to cheer up and always helps to feel somehow supported. Yeah, so that's a good idea. Actually, let's try and think uh, what we can think of as the um, tips list, how to survive through dark, rainy, windy, gray weather, and how to make your learning still efficient, how to make your teaching efficient, how to understand what to start your day with and how to finish your day. Some kind of the life hacks, some kind of the I don't know, neuroscience life hacks, emotional life hacks, mindfulness life hack, eating, drinking habits, maybe they're kind of a way to go. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. Let's dive into it. As you know, I'm all for good routines. And as I said in the beginning, I start my day with uh, my first cup of coffee and then I go jogging and this is how my day starts. This is so encouraging to go to bed in the evening, hoping to wake up and do these first things in the morning. First of all, you don't have to think much what to do in the morning when you just wake up. You've already got these first routines that you start your day with. In terms of uh, learning, if you can anchor to these first routines and, for example, start your day if you have breakfast first and uh, watch a video in the language that you are learning at the same time. This is what uh, I also did. Like you watch... Uh, a video in German while you have breakfast, or you may, I do that. I go jogging and I listen to podcasts in the languages that I'm learning. This is something that is easy to do, easy to organize, and this also helps to start uh, your day in an efficient way in terms of good routines and learning. What about you? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is the quality of sleep that I had over the, overnight. So if I had my routine, which I normally uh, get into bed half past 10, maybe. So I have the magic uh, number 2222 as uh, an alarm that was set for over seven years, I guess somewhere in the late university years and my first years of teaching. So I had this alarm because the next day I had the classes starting at 8 in the morning and plus all the traffic that we had in our city. I really had to leave my apartment is around 7, 10 past 7 in order to get to work by 8. And as you know, so if I had to leave 15 minutes later, that means I would be late for another hour and a half because the traffic was so... <sighs> unbelievable so basically what I did I woke up earlier and I made myself a uh, breakfast takeaway 
So basically, I got prepared the breakfast, uh, went through a very quick ride before the traffic starts and had my breakfast at work was my favorite tea was the breakfast I made myself was the love and care that I'm able to give myself and I was the very first one at the department I had the time to to have a breakfast to have a cup of tea to sort my materials to sort out what I'm doing with my first second class and that was something very soothing because it was my decision not to spend three times more time in traffic while commuting, but in the same time just to have a long, nice and warm breakfast. The quality of sleep right now is, so basically the best scenario for the next morning is to start to go asleep at the time that is my routine. So when I uh, understand that I did this, I can be sure, I can be now 80% sure that the morning will be fine, that I will have enough uh, resource, enough energy the next day. Uh, what normally happens in the morning is that I do not start with the coffee. You know, I'm not a coffee drinker, as you are. I start with a uh, glass or two of water. And one of those glasses is normally with lemon. So I do think that it's the best way to start the um, body work is to have a glass of water with lemon and uh, then to have my, you know, uh, bathroom routine. And then when I make the breakfast, uh, which I do believe should be one of the biggest meals during the day, it's very different in different cultures. It's very different in even in different families. But in my in our family, we have quite a big, large, substantial, full of protein, full of the uh, carbohydrates uh, breakfast with a full teapot of a very good asm, which is my favorite morning tea. So this is. Uh, Something that I can make sure that I had a good sleep, good breakfast, lots of love and care, and my favorite tea that will start my day. Do you ever combine your morning routines with um, preparation to learning or to teaching, getting mm -hmm. some information? Mm -mm. No, I, I'm in the flow. If I'm getting my breakfast, I'm making my breakfast. If I'm eating my breakfast, I'm eating my breakfast. If I'm drinking my tea, I'm drinking my tea. No, I do not overlap. I really want to leave this morning routine to get the most uh, satisfaction from it, to get the most pleasure of having a great breakfast. Now, only when I had one or two, basically two uh, cups of my tea, then I can switch on the computer. I normally start with checking emails, trying to understand what happened overnight. So how many people answered or made questions or wrote questions to our podcast, uh, you know, just to sort out some incoming things from, from the universities and then getting ready to the course. So anyway, this is one of the routines related to work. If I get it right, after you finish your breakfast, you start checking 
email and then get ready for your lessons. Yep. Do you believe routines are important in some way? To which extent are they important for teachers and for learners? What COVID lockdown taught us, among other great things, but also sad things, is that when we are working from home, we're making our own schedule, it's really important to have specific place for work, specific place for eating, specific place for sleeping, specific routine and time for each of the activities in order to have the psychological alignment, can I say so, to align psychologically what we do and how our, our environment responds. So I'm uh, one of the opponents of the very idea that you take uh, your handy or your computer in your bed. I try to keep this thing separate. So I think that the very same thing I do not really like when uh, we, have, we are having breakfast and there is any kind of media. Sleep is sleep, eating is eating, working is work. Routines, otherwise, is something that becomes essential uh, in order to not freak us out completely when we do something chaotically. First we work, then we eat, then we sleep, then we forgot to go out, and then we forgot jogging or, I don't know, forgot to get uh, some grocery. So that becomes chaotic and that very quickly uh, becomes an issue, sometimes even mental issue, I guess, because it's very difficult to make those decisions every time, just as you said in the morning, that you don't want any decisions in the morning, right? So routine helps us to avoid unnecessary irritation by making the decision you are not supposed to. How does that sound? That sounds convincing. I uh, read somewhere last week, I guess, that a teacher normally makes a decision every 15 seconds during the class <laughs> ouch if you do that professionally then in your daily routines you don't want to make so many decisions it's tiring it is really that's why maybe a job of a teacher is so tiring maybe more tiring than other jobs than some other jobs in which you don't have to make decisions so often and um, then if you do this as part of your profession on a regular basis, then you don't want to make decisions about when you go grocery shopping every time. You just plan it for a certain period of time and you do that regularly without thinking because you once decided that going grocery shopping once every dot time is enough and you do that, except for some special occasions, but you tend to have these routines that don't stress you out by constant making decisions and uh, being spontaneous about what you do during the day. That's too much. That's why routines are helpful. They don't wear us out so much. One of the ways to treat anxiety and depression is to take people out of their 
environment, which made them tired and depressed, into some kind of a sanitary or some kind of a uh, center where you don't need to make decisions what to wear, what to eat, when to eat, where to sit, and so on. So basically by eliminating these everyday decisions, as far as I know, this is kind of a treatment for the people who are worn out uh, emotionally or mentally. And therefore, knowing that we can as well during our days to take a portion of unnecessary routine decisions. Uh, that's why I hate Netflix. I'm sorry to say that aloud, but all those fairs and you know endless platforms where you spend more time on choosing what to watch than watching a film. So that is tiring because you're making decisions every uh, swap you may you make. I, I, I don't really like it. I, I don't want to spend so much time wasting my time on making a decision what to watch. Either I want to watch a specific film and I'm trying to find where I can watch it legally or if I'm going to the, uh, I don't know, to the uh, cinema at, I don't know, six o'clock to watch this specific film. I'd better just put a jazz uh, playlist, which I don't need to choose again. So I'm just listening to the jazz and making myself comfortable. That's, that's my recipe not to get stressed in the evening. In between, getting back to ancient philosophers, know yourself. Step one. Knowing myself, I expected that I would be extremely tired and worn out in the evening if I uh, didn't have an afternoon nap. I had um, two long lessons in the morning from 9 to 12, and then I was supposed to have uh, other lessons starting at around 2 p.m., till five, and then more lessons in the evening, having that um, lunch break and living not far from the language school, what I had planned before, the night before, I had already planned the following day, I expected I would be extremely tired if I didn't have that afternoon nap. So I planned for those 20 minutes of uh, a nap, I set my alarm clock when I got back after the first lessons. I took that 20-minute nap, which based on neuroscience is a good choice. And I had already tried that before, so I knew it would work. I felt so refreshed. Then I had lunch. Then I got back to the language school, had more lessons, got back home, had... uh, more lessons yet and felt okay. In order to have this experience, as I said, you should know yourself, know how much resource you have and uh, take this into consideration when you plan your day. And then one more important thing, when you mentioned swapping and um, choosing something to watch, to read, Instead of spending that time, I would even say wasting that time on uh, 
useless swapping, take an afternoon nap, restore your energy when otherwise you wouldn't have enough energy to live through the day, to be energetic enough to share your energy with your students later. So this is uh, another important tip that uh, I give myself as a teacher and could share with others. Yes, in case this is something that your body sees as a uh, recharge, yeah, as recharging your, your body, then this is a valid way to do it. What I normally really love and always try, since I remember, I've always been trying to do, is to have a longer walk between two different places where I work. So, for example, when I worked at the academy and I had to go to the office, so it's just 20 minutes walk if the weather is not nasty, what really energized me and still does is just to have a walk through the city, to see the trees, to see the, I don't know, the snow, to see the uh, sky, the, the clouds. Living this walk through, so trying to get all the thoughts from the previous workplace and not letting the thoughts from the further workplace. So I'm not normally planning what I'm going to do or say. At least try to, I try to hush those thoughts when I'm doing this 20 minutes walk. So most probably this is very similar to what you do with an app. So you're just cutting out the streams of uh, thinking about the previous activity and the following activity, right? I do remember that if there is an opportunity to have some kind of a sports activity, had always had a fantastic um, impact on my feeling, right? So uh, I remember since the very first year I started teaching, I had an opportunity to do twice per week a session, uh, two or three hour session doing the volleyball, which is a team's activity, which I totally switch off my thinking and my planning, my worrying, my anxiety about the class classes I had and the classes I'm about to have the next day. So this is completely different activity. It is a full body involvement, but also on the pitch, you communicate with the people around. You're trying to be fully present, not to miss the ball, not to miss the eye contact, not to like to make every movement correct, to learn every movement, uh, to be efficient. And then uh, later, in a couple of years, I added up a, one more training in badminton, which is an amazingly quick sport. So you are not having the capacity to think during, like to, to plan and analyze and predict. So all this is just like lightning because this is the quickest sport in the world the pace in which you are making the decisions. And this is a beautiful thing because when you are learning and mastering this particular sport, your body and your thinking is so totally in this activity that there is no way you can be thinking about what to say on the tomorrow's teacher's meeting. While uh, you were saying this, I recalled um, a question that uh, one of uh, psychotherapists I um, 
translated was asked in the end of a very long and tiring day full of sessions live at that time lots of um, illustrations of how group work as well as individual work um, goes on as well as some theoretical parts in the end of a very long day she was asked uh, how come aren't you tired you look so full of energy how come are you not tired and she said well just because i am in the flow every single moment I don't think about other issues. When I'm telling this, I'm just telling this. When I'm working with a client, I'm just working with a client. When I'm illustrating some theory with practical work, I'm just doing that. I don't think about anything that does not belong here. That's why even a long day of work is not so tiring as if you were thinking about other things at the same time, which is distracting. You're not completely present here. You cannot do anything of what you're thinking about. And it's also distressing. So the best way not to be worn out in the end of a long day is just to be present every minute. This is what you said uh, about your mornings when you don't combine different sorts of activities that's also key to success and that's what i find so beautiful doing sports and doing active quick-paced sports because that that is a beautiful illustration how to shut the, the mind out and just do one thing at a time we're multitasking so much and you said that we were making 15 decisions or whatever. No, a decision every 15 seconds in class. This is already multitasking. So I'm thinking about the content. I'm thinking about the students, how they perceive the content, how am I delivering the content, how am I organizing the, um, the flow, the collaboration, what to do next. So many things at, the, at, at a time. But all the other time, I guess, yeah, it's my choice to prevent... Uh, burning out by not making the decisions at or multitasking at other times. When it's not necessary, when it's not part of your workflow. Do you think this can also apply to learners, to students? Of course, yes, because uh, it doesn't matter what we do if we uh, are 100% fully in what we're doing. So if we uh, try a bit to look at our day as teachers and see which of these can be useful and can apply to other teachers and also to students who want to uh, have some takeaway of our episode today. Morning routines, even earlier, planning the following day on the night before when we go to bed allowing for enough sleep, planning what time to wake up, and then just doing our morning routines without making new decisions every time. Enjoying your morning, not combining 
morning activities with uh, work-related or study-related stuff, just not to interrupt uh, this flow of enjoying your morning. Relaxing, tuning to the day, and then starting your work-related or study routines, which if they are organized as routines, you've got your timetable, or you know that anyway you study or you work from to with some breaks that allow you to recharge. Being in the flow and not being distracted every moment you work or study, after which in the evening, not swapping, not making many different choices instead of just enjoying the activity that you like. Perfect summary. How can this relate to other teachers, you believe, to learners? In this very way, it uh, refers to not only teachers, not only learners, not only, I don't know, this would refer to anyone who is caring about how they feel during the day and who is responsible for the performance. Most of professions require that you are 100% ready to do what you're good at. It doesn't really matter which profession it is. For the learners, however, there is time to become professionals, right? There is the way ahead them. So they're learning how they're reacting, they're learning what is the best time for their studying, what is the best time, like how do they perform, how do they get prepared. When we, we are young, we are challenging our sleeping routine by going out, having, I don't know, parties, uh, disco or anything, because we want to challenge what our bodies are capable of. And um, yeah, it takes a couple of years to become professional in knowing yourself. For the learners, I guess there are so many, so many tips how to get prepared well for the exam, right? So to sleep before, not to think, not to like to hush down the anxiety. But I guess for the this gray, dark November, October, November, December days, there is a bit of the other tips that I would probably recommend. I have uh, my favorite teacup, which uh, was a present for a uh, teacher's day. I don't know, maybe eight, seven years ago, that was a student who passed the IOTS exam and was so happy that she brought me a um, cup which says uh, to the uh, bestest, best teacher, which is obviously a, a non-grammatical perfection. But for me, this is a something that was chosen specifically for me that was very warmly uh, presented, that I keep as a memory, that I brought here to Germany with me. I brought this cup to Kiev when I relocated to Kiev. I brought this cup uh, from Kiev to Berlin when I relocated here. That is a very special one. So when I have it next to my computer and I'm doing the virtual classes, it always warms me up when I'm holding this cup. So when I feel that I'm tired or, you know, need a couple of 
more energy bars in my uh, recharge. So I'm just holding it, warming the uh, my hands with this. And I have this support feeling that I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm a good teacher. Everything's good. I have people who support me and so on. So these little things, I don't know, maybe like symbols, something that keeps you together. Yeah, something that you believe in. A souvenir that we bring from uh, places that we visited and liked maybe has the same function. And this is also something that can uh, make us feel warm on a cold autumn or winter day if we have some memory that uh, we brought from somewhere. Especially precious if it's also appreciation of your work that can support you in your work routine. Yeah. You're not just working. You know that uh, in the end of some journey together with your students, this is the appreciation that you get. Then I had this little touch of appreciation every time I need it. So, of course, I have a lot of different cups. And now when I'm having a webinar or when I'm having a, some specific event or tiring day, I have, a, I have it handy so I put it somewhere so that I can see at least. The very same happens with my thermal cup. And uh, a lot of my students are joking so many, so many times um, about that, that if they were making a portrait, you know, a funny portrait of me, that would be with my thermal teacup. Because um, for the last five, seven years, uh, wherever I go to the uh, classroom, I mean, physical classroom in the university, I always have my teacup with me. During the summer, it might be just water or water with tonic in the cold weather i always like to have my cup with me with my tea in it i really want it to be the same part of the support energy and something that i chose so i normally do, do, do not treat the do not uh, drink the tea from from the supermarket because i think i deserve what i like but in the same time, I know that making the regular sips of a warm uh, liquid really helps our throat when we're speaking, right? So we have the extra pressure. So that's why you normally would see me uh, giving a lecture in a scarf and with a teacup. So that's again about teacher self-care very much to a very big extent, and uh, we cannot uh, overestimate really how important teacher self-care is, as well as students' self-care. Coming to a lesson when uh, you didn't sleep well, not being concentrated, being tired, being not uh, feeling not fit, being not present, and um, spending your time somewhere where you're not mentally present is also against this feeling of uh, student self-care. So our tip for students would also be take care of uh, your learner well-being, prepare yourself to the day of learning, be in good shape, 
to acquire the knowledge you came for. Be tuned, stay tuned to the learning process. Choose what you want to learn today and uh, be tuned to what you chose. Take care of yourself. Bring a cup of tea, coffee, a bottle of water, what you need to the classroom with you so that during a break you can treat yourself with something that helps you feel good. Take a lunchbox with you if you have a long day at university or at college. Take care of yourself. Don't forget that it's not just going to university, going to school, going to college. It's living as we always say, live and learn. Don't forget, you don't only learn, you live and learn. So take care of how you live, take care of how you learn. And so it uh, will also work for you, not just in the exam time that we spoke about earlier, but also on a daily basis and uh, on cold days as well. Then what other tips do you think can be useful exactly in this period of time when we don't feel motivated because there is little sunshine, because the weather is not so good, because it's often gray and cold? What else can help, do you believe? Science is a good helper because there is a loads and, there are loads and loads of researchers who are doing their job to protect you, to make you feel better, and to give you knowledge how to overcome these dark days. One of the recent uh, research, one of my friends, I would say, the people I do follow very closely on Facebook, uh, is a um, a doctor of biology, and she's doing the circadian rhythms and thircanial rhythms. The rhythms, the inner rhythms in our body uh, work. And also she's really interested in sleep and light, how they are connected. Making a little summary from Dr. Maslova, Olga Maslova. There is a couple of the uh, tips that science gives us, which are proved on a a good number, provable number of uh, respondents. The first thing is that as we do not get enough uh, light during this autumn and um, winter time, it's really important that light gets into our eyes specifically, but also on our skin. The newest research says that we really need to have this extra light uh, getting, like not wearing the glasses to protect our eyes from the uh, light, but also specific number of photons has to come through our eyes inside to get us energized. Well, not every day we have sun, but nowadays we have the specific light that you can buy and put into your, your lamp wherever you are and get at least 20, 30 minutes of this light, not directly to you, but covering you not the shade out of this light, but to be directly under the light of specific lens. Please do research and follow that because this is a a, uh, super cool tip. If this is a natural light, of course, it is better. But now we have a possibility to 
get ourselves covered. So when you're having the break, the breakfast, and you're enjoying your cup of tea or coffee, you can be doing this under this specific light, knowing that this will give you this energy for the year, for the day. Of course, we have these reasons during the day, during the months, during the year. So it's always nice to be self-aware where are you and how to get even more efficient if you are full of energy and not get this energy out of yourself, like holding your energy to yourself and using it in the best appropriate way. But also when you're low in energy to know what works for you, what works, what your body wants. And the third uh, topic that she's doing, uh, this is how aroma impacts your mood. So she is um, gathering a lot of research in different aromatic and uh, hormonal aromatherapy, aroma that impacts the serotonin production or all the other hormones. So you can just have a little smell where this um, scented water for example, if you are going to work or if you are going to gathering this and just put in a little bit of the aromatic oils, which were known for centuries, right? That's not a new thing. It's always been there. But now we have our science covered us uh, with this. And this always helps that boosts your energy. And sometimes it's a very good thing to just wake up uh, naturally just with a little boost of a aroma. Actually, by the way, that's what I normally suggest to the students is to get yourself a lemon into your backpack. And every time you feel low, just to scratch the peel. And then you have enough essential oil, natural, very fresh, to just boost you up for, for the next 40 uh, minutes or so. So if you're having a test, that's a great thing, as well as just like getting a chocolate or getting a protein bar with you. And if you know that, okay, you had a long day and then you have a test, so you understand that you will be already tired. It's a nice thing to get your backpack prepared. Protein bar, yeah, now is in every, in every supermarket. A lemon, easy. Uh, a banana, just to get, you, uh, get yourself fed. Tea or water, and you are, you are all backed. And then again, know yourself, know what your diet consists of, because also I believe that uh, just uh, general recommendations like a lemon or a banana would not suit everyone. But uh, if each of us knows uh, the peculiarities of our own diets, so then we know what we need at which time of day we need it, get your backpack ready know yourself and uh, be prepared to live this uh, day of uh, learning as uh, suits you. We've got uh, a uh, nice trio of uh, tips list. So the first list was how to get your routine working for you, not against you. The second list of routines, how to be all the day long fully present and fully getting your self-care, not forgetting yourself in this equation of working, sleeping, living balance. 
and the third uh, list of tips for the learners and teachers equally how to get yourself sustained and how to get yourself boosted how to get yourself boosted if you need this boost right now or if you know you would need this boost at a specific time of the day sounds like a good list to me absolutely Use uh, scientific tips as well to support, to get uh, support, because then you know you are not just following somebody else's advice, but you use the uh, new research that uh, scientists uh, have been working on to give you this uh, scientific support on your way to living and learning healthily and successfully. So get prepared to live and learn. Curious about what we discuss next? Please subscribe to Live and Learn podcast and join our community on social networks. Live and learn.